They say that curiosity killed the cat. Well, that may be true, but the fact of the matter is, it saved Zacchaeus. Curiosity saved Zacchaeus. That's clear from the gospel story that we just heard from Luke chapter 19. The text indicates that on the day Jesus came to Jericho, a lot of people, including Zacchaeus, were there to welcome him. Jesus' reputation as a teacher and a healer and an exorcist obviously preceded him. But because Zacchaeus was what you might call vertically challenged, that is to say, short, he wasn't able to see Jesus as the Lord was passing by. And I'm sure he didn't dare open his mouth and ask the people in the crowd if they would allow him to move to the front. He didn't dare do that because he was afraid, deathly afraid, among other things, I'm sure, of being punched in the face. You see, Zacchaeus was not only a tax collector, which was bad enough because it means that he, in effect, worked for the Roman government, the occupying power, and it means that he got rich by overcharging his fellow Jews. That was bad enough, but he was also the chief tax collector. The text tells us that which means that he was probably the most hated man in town. Climbing that sycamore tree might have been a little dangerous, that's true, but for Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector of Jericho, trying to get permission to move to the front of the crowd that day would have been far more dangerous for him to do. Now the text says that he climbed that tree because he was, and here I quote, seeking to see who Jesus was. In other words, Zacchaeus was curious. He had probably heard a lot of stories about the things that Jesus said, that he taught, the exorcisms he performed, the miracles he performed, and he wondered, who is this man? What is he like? Is he really from God, as people say he is? Will he do something special for me? little old Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus had what I would call a holy curiosity. There is, of course, an unholy kind of curiosity that leads people to do things like gossip and access pornography on the Internet. But there's also a good kind of curiosity, a holy kind, that seeks to know the truth, the truth about God the truth about ourselves, the truth about life, the truth about eternity. And it's that kind of curiosity that Zacchaeus had. By the way, when I was preparing this homily, I decided to Google that expression, holy curiosity, to see if anybody else had ever used it before. And amazingly, I got all these hits on Albert Einstein. I was shocked. It's not what I expected. But apparently, one of Einstein's famous quotes was, the important thing is to never stop questioning, never lose a holy curiosity. Very good advice, I would say, from one of the smartest people ever to walk on planet Earth. 
Because of his holy curiosity, Zacchaeus met Jesus, spent time with Jesus, and had his life changed by Jesus. He received forgiveness for his sins, his many sins, no doubt, and he received the grace of salvation. And to make it clear that he was a changed man, he resolved to make amends to all the people he had ripped off by paying them back four times over, which was a lot more than he was obligated to do. Holy curiosity leads to great blessings from God. I'm sure Zacchaeus would attest to that. As would St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Jesuits, who lived back in the 16th century. You know, prior to his conversion, prior to his spiritual awakening, Ignatius was a soldier. He was a soldier in the Spanish army. He was also rather worldly. But then he was seriously injured by a cannonball in the Battle of Pamplona in 1521 against the French. And he had a long period of recovery from that injury. And during that time where he was convalescing, he asked them for some books that he could read on knighthood and chivalry. He liked to read books on those topics. However, there were no books of that kind available. The only ones that were around were books about Jesus and the saints. So he said, well, I'll read those. And as he did, something got stirred up inside of him. Holy curiosity. He started to think about what it would be like to live a life totally committed to Christ. A life of radical discipleship, like St. Dominic had lived before him. And St. Francis. Thoughts would come to him like, suppose I were to rival this saint in fasting, that one in endurance, that other one in pilgrimages. Well, the good news is Ignatius eventually found out his holy curiosity led him to renounce the world and to follow Christ completely and eventually to become a saint himself. It also led him to start a men's religious order that would eventually become the largest in the church, the Jesuits of course, is the order that our Holy Father, Pope Francis, belongs to, as well as our own parishioner, Father Mike Rogers. Holy curiosity is something that needs to be cultivated in each of us, not just in great religious leaders like St. Ignatius Loyola. This came home to me a couple of weeks ago in our parish youth group. Father Najim was leading the group that night, and he led the teenagers in a reflection on heaven. It's something, of course, that's been on Father Najim's mind quite a bit since his mother passed away several weeks ago. And he started off by rightly noting the fact that a lot of Christians today have a pretty boring view of what heaven will be like. For example, some think that we're all going to be floating around on clouds for all eternity, playing harps. Now, I'm sure if you're a musician like Margaret Day who plays the harp, you find that exciting, but the rest of us, not so much so. Then he asked the teenagers to share their ideas about heaven, some of which were, as you might imagine, quite interesting. He also, of course, talked about what the Bible says about eternal life. We even examined the testimony of a man 
who had had a near-death experience and claims to have had a brief glimpse of God's eternal kingdom. Now, the reason I mention this youth group in today's homily is because as this discussion about heaven went on, I could sense something. I could sense a holy curiosity welling up in the hearts of everybody who was there. Kids began to get excited about heaven. So did the adults who were there. And so when we left that night, I think we all left with a little bit more enthusiasm for living the gospel message in the future because it became clear to us that heaven's a place we all really want to go to, just not in the near future. <laughs> None of us wants to rush it. Holy curiosity is something that needs to be cultivated. And it needs to be cultivated in us from a young age. Before I end my homily this morning, I want to mention something. I want to mention the fact that it makes my Italian blood boil. At First Communion time every year, when I encounter parents who don't understand this about holy curiosity that needs to be cultivated from a young age, worse is when I meet parents who don't care to understand this. They jump through all the hoops, so to speak, to get their children prepared for First Communion. But then after the liturgy, after the First Communion liturgy itself, they stop bringing their children to Mass on a regular basis. That's a major league error. You know, in this messed up world of ours, those young people are going to need a strong relationship with Jesus Christ, a strong personal relationship with the Lord, a relationship that is nourished by the sacraments. And the thing is, my brothers and sisters, most young people at that age are open to it. Most seven-year-olds that I've dealt with over the years, and there have been a lot of them, as you might imagine, they have had an almost innate holy curiosity. It's like it's natural to them at that age. When I go, for example, into St. Pius X school, into the second grade class to teach religion, those seven-year-olds always have questions can make your head spin. I mean, they got question after question. I have to cut them off. They have a holy curiosity. They want to know about everything. But in all too many cases, their parents are doing next to nothing to satisfy that holy curiosity. That's a tragedy. And that's a sin. Dear Lord, we thank you this morning for this gift, this gift of holy curiosity, the gift which inspired Zacchaeus to, to climb that sycamore tree 2,000 years ago and led to his conversion and salvation, the gift that motivated a soldier named Ignatius to dream about being a saint and then become one. Help us, Lord, to cultivate this gift, this important gift within ourselves, and to the extent that we can within the members of our families, so that we too will be saved and become saints. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>